0: Hey, Unnaturalists, I'm Emily.
1: Well, hey there, I'm Andy.
0: And welcome back to a natural March edition. Another yes. month.
1: How you doing, Emily? How's you know,
0: life? Constant state of anxiety because we are on the brink of World War III. I experienced the flu the other day but
1: at least it wasn't COVID.
0: at least it was
1: i mean you're one of the few that hasn't gotten it yet
0: i know at least not to my knowledge
1: (laughs) in november of 2016 a young mother disappeared while she was out for a jog in northern california it was a town called mountain gate just outside of the city of redding and the entire community banded together to help search for her But when she was found, it was over 150 miles to the south. Now, the years that followed left more questions than answers in a case that's almost too strange to believe. This is the story of the kidnapping of Sherry Papini. I'm getting the majority of my information from Reading.com. As I mentioned, Reading is the city just outside of Mountain Gate, and they really delved deep into this case, and they have a lot of great information you should check it out. But it started on November 2nd of 2016. Uh, around 1037 AM, Sherry sent a text message to her husband, Keith Papini, and it was a simple message. She just said, Hey, are you coming home for lunch today? And he replied, said, no, I'm going to be at work for the long haul. I'll be at home around five. Around five o'clock, Keith got home to his mountain gate home. And Sherry was nowhere to be found. And neither were her two children. And he realized that her two children were still at daycare. So red flag right there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If she's Because she's the one that normally would pick them up.
1: Right, yeah. She always picked the kids up from daycare, and uh, they were always at home by the time he got home. So what he did was he got on his iPhone, and he found the iPhone app to uh, track her phone. It said that her phone was less than a mile from their home. It was at an intersection of Old Oregon Trail, and Sunset Drive. When they found the phone, her earbuds were still around it and they found some strands of her hair as well. So at this point, it wasn't really looking good. Mm-mm. Keith, around six o'clock that night, when Keith figured out what was going on, he uh, immediately reported it to the Shasta County Sheriff's Office. They started looking everywhere for her. Uh, deputies canvassed the area, started talking to possible witnesses. It turns out that uh, Sherry was wearing a pink jacket and she was jogging along Sunset Drive. And one person even recalled seeing her around 11 a.m. Another person said around 2 p.m. And as we know with witnesses, their memory isn't always the greatest. We've seen this in other cases. Right. So the timing, we can't really – we, we kind of just take that with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Um, The next day, search and rescue teams were there, and the sheriff's office, along with the search and rescue, they're combing the entire area. Even the California Highway Patrol assisted with the uh, search. They had helicopters in the area, and uh, deputies began uh, checking on their registered sex offenders who lived in the area as well. Apparently, there were 290 that lived around there just to keep their bases covered and make sure that they were following through on any possible leads. Her sister, Sheila said at that point that the family pretty much believed that she had been abducted. Mm -hmm. The next day on November 4th, there was a, an organization that announced a uh, $10,000 reward for information and a lot of volunteers, community groups as well started to show up at the Palpini home and they just had a massive search for her. Wow. Uh, Later that uh, reward jumped to around $50,000 just a few days later. So it just shows how this community banded together and wanted to help one of their own national news started picking up the story. It started really going viral on social media On November 9th, the uh, sheriff's office announced that Keith, her husband, was officially not a person of interest. Not that he should have been, but obviously you always look to the husband first.
0: Yeah, because most of the time it is the husband.
1: Exactly. Yeah, most of the time it is. Um, They had no physical evidence to link him to it, and he passed a uh, polygraph test as well. Shortly thereafter, the family hired a private investigator. And also Keith attended a uh, city council meeting later too. And just kind of let everybody know that he appreciated their help and they decided that they were going to release a bunch of balloons and show her face around the world and hope that maybe somebody would see out those balloons and provide some sort of information to them Yeah, on November 17th. A website was set up, sherrypapini.com, and it offered an undisclosed ransom for Sherry's immediate release. That set a deadline for November 23rd. Later, the sheriff uh, said that there was still not enough evidence, though, to classify it as an abduction. They were just looking at every angle of this case. Now, most people thought it was an abduction, but... It wasn't official at this point. The sheriff's office did confirm that they had served more than 20 search warrants and about 400 tips had come in at this time. And the private investigator was also working on this case that the family had hired. Mm -hmm. And he said that he believed that uh, the abductors were kind of still in the decision making mode. Not quite sure what to do with Sherry, but he believed.
0: Yeah, but they hadn't got Yeah, go ahead. They hadn't gotten any ransom. No. Stuff yet, right? No,
1: they, they didn't even know who the abductors were. Right. So I'm not sure why this investigation, you know, maybe he just put that information out there to get it out in the media. Yeah. Maybe to hope that the abductors would see it, but didn't really work. Right. However, a few uh, a few days later, so this is uh, around three weeks or so she's been missing. In fact, it's Thanksgiving morning, November twenty fourth, twenty sixteen, around four thirty a.m. Sherry Papini was spotted by a motorist on Interstate five. This was near Woodland, California, which was about one hundred fifty miles south of Redding. And great news, obviously, yeah. she's alive
0: well where did he see her allegedly
1: he's he saw her on the side of the interstate
0: just like chilling
1: and yeah well she she was walking she flagged him down and before that there's actually security cam footage before that she was um into a church but nobody was there of course because it was so early in the morning but i gotta tell you emily I'll, i'll send you the link to this the security cam footage of this church it's so eerie looking like it gives you the creeps just watching this woman running around this church. Oh, freaks you the fuck out. It, it looks like Blair Witch Project or something. But yeah, she's found. So obviously great news. Um, around 1030 that morning, the sheriff's office, they made it public and they said that she was safe. She was receiving medical Clearance. She was reunited with her husband around two o'clock that afternoon. The sheriff's office described her captors for the first time. So she obviously had told them who her captors were. And she said that it was two Hispanic women with handguns and they were driving around in a dark colored SUV. He said that one of the captors left her alongside the highway where she was bound and had restraints she was treated for non-life-threatening injuries but she did have bruises and cuts on her body and she also was branded
0: branded
1: yeah and we'll get to that in a bit he did decline to elaborate whether she was sexually assaulted or not yeah just to keep that in mind the next day there was a press conference the sheriff's office said that they had no reason to doubt her story and authorities were kind of just looking through surveillance videos and traffic cameras to see if they could find the perpetrators of this. Yeah. They also noted that there was a audio of the nine one one call of the discovery of Sherry Papini that revealed that the California highway patrol officers found her actually chained she was chained to something and they said she was heavily battered and it's strange because sometimes in these missing person cases and these kidnappings the families are really out there in the public eye other times they want their privacy and you can certainly respect that right her husband she she was did not go out publicly Uh, Her husband did issue a written statement a few days later to uh, Good Morning America. And he did say that his wife was branded and that she was covered in bruises, that she um, had been beaten many times. And she was only at 87 pounds. So she had been starved for, you know, three weeks and her long, blonde, beautiful hair had been chopped off as well it just sounds like a horrifying horrifying ordeal here yeah
0: yeah because how long did you say she was missing for again like three about weeks?
1: three weeks yeah she went um she first went missing on november 2nd and she was found on thanksgiving morning at on november 24th Jesus. so the sheriff's office said that after her release we mentioned that that she had gone to a nearby church nobody was there So that's when she walked down to the interstate and flagged someone down. His office at that time still didn't know whether Sherry was targeted or if it was a random abduction.
0: Wait, hold on. Yeah. Didn't you say when she was found, she was chained up to something?
1: Yeah, I don't really understand that either. Because how could she have been running around if she was chained to something? Unless it was something that wasn't very heavy. I don't get that either. But that that's what the deputies reported.
0: Uh, all right.
1: Doesn't make sense either. No. Yeah. Th- there, there's some... Con- unless she just had some chains on her. But yet, when I watched the video of her running to the church, I didn't... I mean, it's pretty grainy black and white footage, but I didn't see any chains on her. But you do make a good point there. Yeah. Like... How could she be running around the church and then be chained to something? I don't get it either.
0: Unless.
1: Unless.
0: Well, no, but like she was running around and then she got to wherever she was and then she chained herself.
1: Could be. Could be. I I guess we'll find out here. Okay. They held another news conference at the end of the month and the sheriff revealed the description of the two suspects and also revealed that they, uh, branded a message into Sherry's skin. One of them, he said was younger with long curly hair, thin, eye, thin eyebrows had pierced ears and a very thick Spanish accent. He said the other woman was a bit older and she had black and gray hair that was straight and thick eyebrows. Um, He said that he did not have any specific information to know if the case was related to any sort of cartel activity or any sort of human trafficking at that time. So the private investigator later went on the Today Show, Mm -hmm. uh, and he said that he did believe that the motive for the abduction was sex trafficking.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: However...
0: I thought you were going to say robbery, to be honest.
1: Well, and and I think she was pretty well off, so that, that would be a good guess. But uh, hostage experts also came out at this time, and they said that uh, they doubted this theory. Hmm. For whatever reason, sex trafficking to them didn't seem to be the motive.
0: That, I feel like that would make sense to me, because why would they... Why would they like let her go and tie her up somewhere if she was going to be trafficked?
1: Right. And then they never trafficked her. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Unless they saw how big it had gotten in the media and panicked and decided Oh, yeah, that could be too. Maybe they didn't want to let her go or maybe they didn't want to go through with it and they decided to just let her go. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well that was that's the theory with um Britney Drexel. They theorize because I think they've pretty, like, they don't have proof that she's dead, but from...
1: How long ago was the Brittany Drexel thing?
0: Brittany Drexel, 2009.
1: Okay. So, like, 12 years, 13 years?
0: Yeah. But anyway, so, like, now what the police theorize is that she was kind of, like... Traded by, like, so the th- the theory goes is that her friends traded her for drugs. Holy shit! And then um, she was going to be trafficked, but her case like blew the fuck up. Yeah. So then they just killed her.
1: Oh my god!
0: Mm-hmm. You haven't heard about Brittany Drexel? I
1: maybe I have. I. I feel like I vaguely heard of that case before. I just didn't remember the name. So later on in December, the residents of the greater Reading community actually hosted a welcome home Sherry holiday photo on the lawn in the front of the civic auditorium in the area just to show solidarity, just to show mm-hmm. even if she wasn't there, they wanted to let her know how much they care about her and appreciated that she was home safe and yeah that's really sweet months started to go by we're into 2017 now in february and they upped the reward for information on sherry to a hundred thousand dollars and this was actually made live on the television show crime watch with chris hansen remember that guy i'm chris hansen with dateline NBC. Mm -hmm. if he ever said that to anybody, they were in fucking trouble. (laughs) (laughs) They were in trouble. Big. I used to watch the shit out of that show. Oh, my God. Those guys were such... Yeah, same. They all were the same, too. They all had the same fucking lies. Yeah. Oh, I was just coming to protect her just to see if she was okay. I just... I
0: I didn't know she was... I didn't know she was... 16 oh
1: well let me ask I
0: just came over to like have some pizza oh
1: okay you came over with the pizza but uh sir why did you bring the condoms
0: well I just always have condoms
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I I just love and then he's always like hey you're free to leave at any time and then there of course they decide to leave and then the cops (laughs) just fucking ambush them oh Such gratification when I saw that, though. Yes. We digress. The first real twist in the case came in April of 2017. It came from the Sacramento Bee. So Sacramento is the biggest city that's nearby. It's the capital city of California. And call records obtained by the Sacramento Bee revealed that Sherry, in 2003, she was allegedly had been harming herself, but blaming her mother for her injuries.
0: Is that, like, reverse Munchausen by proxy?
1: Maybe. I don't know if it was an intention thing or whatever, but the family, oh, they got pissed about this. And they ripped that story. And they went on ABC News and they called it shameful. But just something to kind of keep in mind here.
0: They called it shameful that she was hurting herself and blaming her mom.
1: No, they called it shameful that the Sacramento Bee was reporting such lies. Oh, okay. In their okay. opinion. Right. Even though this this was public record, yeah. you know? But in October of 2017, authorities still didn't really know who had abducted her or why it had happened. But they did reveal something, Emily. They revealed that there were text messages with a man in Detroit, Michigan. It turns out male DNA that didn't come from her husband was found on Sherry, on, was found on her clothes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's another thing that just kind of makes you shake your head. Because remember, who did she say abducted her?
0: Two Hispanic women.
1: Yeah. Last I checked, you can't get male DNA from two Hispanic women.
0: But they also never said if she was sexually assaulted or not. So
1: They didn't. Also, uh, the Shasta County Sheriff's Office, they said one of the angles that they were pursuing was Sherry's alleged relationship with a, quote, male acquaintance from Michigan. And they said that Sherry planned to meet the man Days before she disappeared, I'm assuming this was from looking at her texts or something, because yeah. apparently the guy was coming to California for business. But investigators later uh, determined that this guy wasn't involved in her disappearance. They also said they found uh, DNA from two people on Papini. One of them was a man and one of them was a woman. They said that they collected the woman's DNA from Papini's body while the man's uh, DNA was found on the clothes that she was wearing at the time. And they did say that the uh, DNA was not that of her husband. Mm -hmm. So now we get to November of 2019. And Emily, this is three years after Sherry had vanished and then reappeared and officials Still really had no idea what was going on, except for the sketches that they had of the Hispanic women that, you know, Sherry had given them. They said the case was cold, Mm -hmm. but that didn't mean it was dead. And meanwhile, there were a few experts out there who said that uh, the truth was really just hiding in those DNA samples that was collected from her clothes and her body. In June of 2021, the record searchlight, a local paper there in Reading, they reported that Sherry Papini's alleged kidnapping Mm -hmm. was one of 22 cases dating back to 1984 that was still unsolved. And as of June of 2021, the reward was uh, still offering around $10,000 for any information Leading to the arrest of the culprits. Speaking of arrests, we get to this month. This month. And this, it was in fact just a few weeks ago. Guess who was arrested for Sherry's kidnapping? Her husband. No, Sherry. What the fuck? Sherry was arrested on Thursday, March 3rd. On Friday, she made her initial appearance. Before the U.S. magistrate judge Jeremy Peterson, according to a criminal complaint, here's what really happened. This ought to be good. This is what the complaint says.
0: I am about to chew on the egglets on my sweatshirt right now.
1: You and me both, girlfriend. (laughs) Right. So here's what happened. When she went missing, she had reconnected with her ex-boyfriend. And she convinced her ex-boyfriend to take her to Southern California. And her ex was interviewed by authorities. And he told investigators that the injuries that she suffered, remember those burns on her arms and uh, the cuts and everything? He said that was all self-inflicted. He also said she even went as far as to tell him to throw a hockey puck at her on one occasion. Emily, remember how she was branded?
0: Yeah. I have been waiting to get to this point because I want to know what she was branded with.
1: Well, the ex-boyfriend enlightened investigators as to what it was. He said that it came from a wood-burning tool that she told him to buy from Hobby Lobby. I guess I gotta shop at Hobby Lobby more often. I didn't know they had those there. But oh yeah, um,
0: the burning is like a trend.
1: It's a big thing, yeah. Then according to the complaint, he branded her on her own command. Now, why he went through with that is another story, but apparently it was her idea. Now the complaint says that she had convinced him that she was being abused by her husband, Keith, even though there's no evidence to suggest that Keith ever abused her. Yeah. But she tried to allegedly play the pity party on him and her ex eventually drove, drove her back to Northern California where she originally went missing because she said, that she missed her kids and that she wanted to go home. I mean, in my opinion, if you're a good mother, you're probably not going to take a three week vacation with your ex-boyfriend mm. and say that you were kidnapped allegedly
0: no, kinda kind of really fucking weird,
1: yeah, um,
0: I mean, like if you want to go have an affair with your ex-boyfriend, like there's
1: other ways to do it. <laughs>
0: There are so many other ways to do it than to pretend you got kidnapped.
1: But this leads us back to um, what happened with her back in 2003. Remember how the Sacramento Bee found that information that she had been harming herself and blaming it on her mother? Yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like there's a pattern here and maybe she's had these issues for a long time.
0: Well, clearly if this like it's a pattern at this point.
1: Yeah. And since her disappearance, she's allegedly collected $50,000 from a GoFundMe page that was set up for her when she first went missing. What? Yeah. And also another $30,000 from the California Victims Fund. So there's a fund in California where if you were a victim of some sort of horrific event like this, that you mm-hmm. actually get to draw money from it, which is actually a really cool thing.
0: Yeah, when you're using it properly.
1: Right, when you were actually a victim of a crime. <laughs> so eighty dollars right there. Most recently, Papini was detained as a danger and a flight risk she has her next hearing actually coming up in just a couple of days here so we're going to get some more information and i feel like we'll probably have a part two to this at some point once all the court proceedings are done with yeah but her next uh court date is coming up on march 18th at 2 p.m so i'm sure we'll hear a lot more after that but um just kind of a crazy case that's breaking so, right like, now did the
0: boyfriend just come just like come forward of his own volition to be like hey look or-
1: i that that's i i think we're going to learn about that in the trial okay right now we don't know we don't even know what his name is right now but my guess is they figured out who he was and contacted him yeah. and probably pressured him in, into um divulging some We're of the uh, details. Weirdo. And
0: so like he was just case. sitting um
1: the the family still sta- the family still stands behind her by the way. They uh not o- she's still married to Keith and the rest of her family from everything that I've read says that this is all solicious lies and that they are looking forward to Sherry Clearing her name.
0: All right.
1: I I would say that, in my opinion, just my opinion. I would say that's a little far fetched. Yeah. Well, uh, stranger things have happened, but I mean, the proof is in the pudding here with the uh, with the text messages with the uh, ex boyfriend. Yeah. So like
0: this this guy was just like sitting on the truth for however long. I wonder if they, like, continued to have an affair.
1: Like, after she came back? Yeah. Man, she'd have some balls to do that, wouldn't she? Well, maybe not literal balls, but you know what I mean.
0: But I mean, like, why would he just stay silent? All this... For how... When did this happen? 2013?
1: 2016.
0: Right? 2016? So, that's, like, five... Going in six years.
1: Well, I don't. I I think he in what I'm reading into this, he probably was going going to continue to stay silent until they caught up with him.
0: Yeah, but like, why would you? It's so weird.
1: It is, and I hate to say it, but yeah, because again, he didn't do anything wrong. But if you're her husband. How do you stay with somebody like that? I mean, I guess there's just a whole myriad of reasons why, but I I just, I can't wrap my head around that, you know?
0: I mean, I would.
1: Like, put put yourself in that position. Let's say this was your husband, right? And all of this information was coming to light. Would you still trust him? Or would you be like, okay, well, this information is pretty irrefutable. Uh, Bye-bye.
0: I mean, there's people out in the world that still think Chris Watts is innocent. so Right. People are fucking weird and they're fucking dumb. But I guess I could understand, I don't know, like not wanting to believe, believe it. it. And maybe you're just sitting here like.
1: Well, because remember her. Her husband suffered a trauma, too. Yeah. I mean, for three weeks, he thought his wife was abducted or dead or mutilated. Who knows? So he was just happy to get her back. Yeah. I think that's something that people forget in, in cases like this. They tend to think that the only people affected are the people that went through the trauma themselves, but it's the entire family. Yeah you know.
0: Absolutely. I don't know. I guess I guess I will be interested to see what happens with the family and whatnot. Like after the trial happens, see if they change their story or how they're feeling.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting. And sadly, you know, there's two kids involved too. So um yeah. it'll be quite the... I, 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 Like I said, I feel like there's a part two coming with this. And there's going to be some more bombshells that are going to be revealed here. but
0: Sounds great. Can't wait.
1: Same here. Yeah. So that's the crazy story of the disappearance, quote unquote, of Sherry Papini. But if folks have any ideas on what their theories might be and what they think may have happened to this case, they can always reach out to us on our socials.
0: Yes, Absolutely. You can do that on Twitter at Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast. We have a Facebook page, Unnatural a True Crime Podcast. You can send us a Gmail, unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon page that is patreon.com slash unnatural the pod. And as always, be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, share us with your friends. And if you are an Apple or Spotify listener and you give us a five star review, send us a screenshot to any of the socials. We will send you a free sticker.
1: What if they give us a one star review? What do they get then?
0: Blocked. (laughs) Agreed. In the meantime, make good choices.
1: Hey, and don't get got.
0: And certainly don't fake your own kidnapping because that's fucking weird.
1: Don't do it. Bye bye now. Bye. He also said she even went as far as to tell him to throw a hockey puck at her on one occasion. What? Which?
0: Sorry. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> I was. It all came out at the same time, and I had no control over that.
1: It's okay. What? It's okay. I'm happy, because we didn't have a whole lot of outtakes in the last episode, and now I feel like we have quite a few. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, why is it... It's always me.
1: No, it's not. I've had plenty of weird moments on the outtakes. (laughs) Don't you remember Cowboy Andy? Well,
0: yeah, but, like, you had, like, my burping montage.
1: Wait, are, are you trying to say that because I'm the editor, I specifically target you. Yes. <laughs> so, also, in early... Whoop. Di- what there go. Whoop. I... <laughs> you know what I should do? I should make a separate gag reel of all the times you go up, 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 whoop. up, up, up. <laughs> and I was thinking earlier today, because you do it, I do it way more than you do, so don't feel bad but both of us say at this point in each episode we do like there's at least one at this point that we say so so i was i was and i especially in the beginning for whatever reason i did it like a million times in the kitchi manito episode but i was thinking of doing like a gag reel of like all of our maybe on our 50th episode i just do all the at this point at this point at this point <laughs>
0: No, I was just thinking, but I do remember, I do remember listening to the Gitchy Manitou one and like noticing how often you said at this point.
1: We've grown a lot since then, haven't we?
0: At this point, we have.
1: Here you go trying to bring me down here.
0: Sorry I think you're amazing.
1: Thank you thank you. saying it was aliens, but it was aliens.